Welcome to the 216th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and I'm here with fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. Here I am, and I'm ready to answer some damn questions. Well, you're just going to have to hold on just a second, because before we get to our quiz, we have to introduce our guest. Everybody, please welcome Quiz Daddy Blake Ew. to the episode. <laughs> oh, there you go. He's trying to pull a Seth. Seth is, there, Seth there is very go. happy. Welcome to the No-No, Blake. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah. You've been uh, popping up uh, on the podcast recently uh, in our Discord as well. But first on the podcast, I think we heard from you in maybe episode 202. You sent in a rate my question. That was Trivia Saccades with Dallas. You asked, what is the portmanteau for a building designer that has reached celebrity status? Yeah, that was too easy. Too easy. I do. Starkitect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't get it right away, though. It took us a second. Yeah. But uh, a very punny question. I think I got it pretty quick. But yeah. Mark was on it. I digress. <laughs> Blake, you are a quiz master at Level Beer in Portland, Oregon. That I am. That's awesome. How, how long have you been doing that? So I started in 2019. Perfect timing. Um, yep. <laughs> and right before the pandemic. That's an interesting time to enter uh, trivia, but I, 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 how are you doing now? It's, uh, oh, it's I great. imagine it's picked up a little bit. Yeah, we have a bunch of regular teams now. Everyone looks forward to it. It's kind of like a family bar, but I can still like do whatever I want. Mm. Um, like parents will bring their kids and the kids will like draw me stuff or like give me trophies to like announce to like their kids. (laughs) That's awesome. I think I saw on your Instagram, uh, actually your avatar is one of the drawings that you got from Trivia uh, Trivia. Sonic. Yeah. Trivia (laughs) Sonic. It's freaking adorable. Can you, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, that's great. Now, uh, Mark, what were you going to ask? I was going to ask you, can you tell me a little bit about your layout? Um, you know, how you, uh, how you do your trivia, how you do your scoring and all that good stuff. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to ask. Oh, look at us. <laughs> so I used, I recently just changed my entire format. Oof. I used to do, um, 30 questions, three rounds, 10 questions each. And every question was worth one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then at some point I realized like people should be rewarded for knowing quote unquote harder questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so I changed and I used to do trade and grade where, uh, I wouldn't grade them myself or myself because adding one plus one is really easy and anyone can do it. So like the teams would trade, uh, answer sheets and, do the grading for me basically mm-hmm. save you a little bit of time yeah yeah um I, I had that that was how it was at the druthy bear that i played in maine you would right. uh you would score someone else's answer sheet very which i think is like could be fun because you get to see what other people are writing and mm-hmm. whatnot uh very so that's communist. how i used to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would never trust my players to do yeah. that i would never trust yeah. some of them anyway Rude. some of them i would trust but the other ones you know who i'm talking about so 
I just changed to three rounds, eight questions per round, and um, each question is worth the value of the question. So question one, one point, two, two points, all the way up to eight, eight points. Uh Um, Do they ascend in difficulty as well? Yeah. Well, I think they do, but my wife is like, (laughs) I knew question eight easy what the heck was question one like Mm. yeah yeah well that's i mean you know that is a sample size of one and you're going to get different feedback probably (laughs) yeah based on uh, the number of people i certainly you know as quiz master you know that sometimes you ask a question about maybe something a field that you don't know that much about and it turns out to be way too easy for like some people in the crowd that like are interested in that kind of thing or the opposite you ask something that is like really really niche in a uh, popular category um so it's always good to have you know some knowledge of it and you know you do we do our best as quiz masters but occasionally you know one's going to slip through i also have um stars at the top of my page they're like little mario stars like the invincibility stars Mm -hmm. and um you get two for the whole game and if you absolutely like 100% know the answer to a question, you can put a star next to it and get an extra point. And if you 100% do not know the answer to a question, you can write a question mark and get a point. So you have like two two free points hmm. out of a total possible 108 points. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So there's some custom mechanics at your, uh, your trivia that kind of set your... Uh, quiz apart from some of the other uh, uh, quizzes in the area. Do you uh, do you ever go out and play other other quizzes, or are there I any? I have. Uh, um, I'm ass at trivia. I'm gonna show my ass. <laughs> well, gotcha. boy, did you come to the, the right in, place? Yeah, you're more into the entertainment aspect. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But the one that I did go to, it was six rounds, ten questions per round, so sixty questions. <laughs> And it was brutal. Got my ass handed to me. How long did that run? Um, it was like two and a half hours. Okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You need a bit of time for that. <laughs> yeah, that's a it long. Was... I mean, it, you know, it's great for a venue to have you know an event going that long, but conversely you need to be able to capture people's attentions for that long too. Yeah. Um, and he had like 19 teams or something. Like it was insane. Damn. I, yeah. I don't what know. What were the prizes it. like for that? Um, I think it was just like gift cards to the place. And like, that's his weekly quiz, like 60 questions. Like, yeah. Doing trivia like that, you got to like, it's like doing mushrooms. You have to like clear an afternoon. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not doing anything for this five hours. Don't leave me alone. Daddy's well, going we, to trivia. We do have 50 questions on ours, but uh, 30 of those are on bonus quizzes, which are side quizzes that I don't talk about on the microphone until I'm like reading the answers. Mm-hmm. You get a 10 question bonus quiz for each round. And then so I'm asking 21 questions on the microphone. So that's 51 quiz items per quiz, 21 on the microphone, 30 on the individual bonus quiz sheets. I feel like that's a way that you can get extra trivia in and kind of break it up, but you don't have to uh, read everything on the microphone um, because that would, yeah, that would inflate the amount of time that you need. You need to add sussing time for all of those questions and stuff. And uh, for a weekly trivia, that might be, a bit much, but if you can keep the crowd into it, then 
you know what's an example of uh one of your bonus quizzes uh we did a uh, airport matchup this week so i give you the three letter airport code you have to tell me which state that airport is in yeah and that was a matchup so i gave you nine states and then a mystery state that you just had to know um we do a uh, audio bonus round sometimes with uh music i'll play 10 music clips or movie clips or tv show clips or something like that is there a projector or is it all audio i don't i've thought about bringing in a video component to it but um that's time that you know i might use on the podcast or another aspect of the quiz so maybe at some point but um you know right now it's it's all audio that we do and then if we do a visual component that's on a printed out sheet that's distributed mm-hmm. throughout the quiz. Nice. So after, or at the beginning of each round, I bring out a 10-question bonus quiz. Those answers are all worth a point apiece that added on to your final score. Hence, bonus questions. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. Lee is, also, yep, I think, Lee is also waged a war against trees. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of paper. <laughs> chopping through them. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's damn true. But, you know, I try to recycle where I can. Uh Definitely have double used uh, sheets sometimes when running low on paper and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have to ask, do you have a musical background? Because recently you sent in two very good bumpers for our miscorrection and uh, uh, rate my question themes. Yeah. So I played music my whole life, pretty much. Um, I use Ableton a lot to like make music. Uh, my music on the internet is under the name Different Cuts. Um, okay. It's on Spotify and stuff. Is it C-U-T-Z? Nope. Good. C-U-T-S. You can stay then. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, me and different my wife cuts. had a bit. So I have been under the name Different Cuts for a long time, but like the best version of it was when my wife and I were in a band. is like an indie pop rock band. Um, what was that called? Different Cuts. Oh, same thing. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but then... The day we got married, we played our own wedding, and the band broke up immediately after that, and I haven't played any music since, now, which was four years ago. Let me ask you some questions about that. Was it an intended breakup, or was it like you all got so pissed off each other at the wedding that you broke up? Uh, it was intended. People were moving away. and Okay. Yeah, it, okay. Yeah. But that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you guys play this wedding, and it's like, I don't like the way you yeah. fucking played. Did I you- also, I went to audio engineering school in Arizona um, to like learn how to make records and stuff. And then that's how I moved. Uh, I grew up in Colorado, went to audio engineering school in Arizona, and then moved to Portland because I liked the, like, the music scene. So I wanted to record bands. And then it uh, turns out you make more money working in a grocery store deli than you do <laughs> recording bands. Hell yeah, man. I'll take really a uh, like half a gabagool. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It really be like that sometimes. But now um, I'm an electrician, so that's what I do now. You make more money doing an electrician stuff than you do cutting up meat. Yep. And Quizmaster. And mm. do you want to ask uh, how your interest in trivia got started before we uh, get to our weekly wrap-up here? Well, I've always liked trivia. I'm a very curious person. I listen to, like... I'm an electrician that sits at a desk all day, so I have uh, nine hours a day of podcast listening time, and um, I just like writing questions and like seeing 
the looks on people's faces when you tell them an interesting fact or have them guess one. Curious then, um, Blake. Sing it. The curious little electrician. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Can I be in your band? Yeah. Sick. The Postal Service uh, made it possible. You're a sick drummer. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, trivia. I basically just asked Level Beer if they had any plans on having any sort of games, bingo, trivia, anything. And they were like, nope. And I was like, what if I hosted trivia? And they were like, sure. <laughs> well, that's then, great. So I just like started writing questions. Yeah. I don't know. It was kind of, you're building really it up from scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I had my trivia like scouted by like one of the company people, like the company, someone people. that, the <laughs> like geeks who drink that kind yeah. of thing. Oh, like one of the the big corporations. They, yeah, they came and checked out what you're trying you had to going buy on. up all of us smaller. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, mm, no, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, okay. No one yeah. scouted me yet for a big trivia company, and as far probably, as you know, probably because I talk about cum and stuff. <laughs> I think they. No, I think they're, they're okay with that. <laughs> I trained with geeks who drink. I think they might be okay with that. Oh, okay. It's the other parts. <laughs> yeah, it's the other stuff. They they want to they they want to call it like wacky juice or something though that's uh, that's more their style <laughs> baby batter Blake thank you so much for uh, for joining us here today can't wait to hear what questions uh, you have and to uh, give you a delightful response face when you tell us uh, an interesting <laughs> answer oh, uh, before we get to our <laughs> quiz though let's go over our weekly wrap up yo. This Wednesday, we were at Point Ebel Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for quiz number 444, Straight Fours. It began with Mally Rules leading the room in the first round with the Shiba Inu Illuminati capturing the most points in round two. In the end, it would be Mally Rules to mark their second victory in as many weeks, ending the quiz with 131 points, Shiba Inu Illuminati in second with 128 points, and Rich on Paper in third with 118 points. To put this into perspective, the most you can get on our quiz is 138 points. Jeez. So to score 131 is a uh, very high score. Our second place, again, Shiba Inu Illuminati, 128, and third, Rich on Paper with 118. But congratulations to Mally Rules on uh, capturing such a high point value there on that. On Thursday, we were at Ollie's Pub in downtown Cape Coral for quiz number 445, which started with just the tips gaining an early lead while Shiba Inu Illuminati back again for the second night in a row, covered the most grounds in round two and three, taking them to the top of the leaderboard. They didn't end this one in second place. They ended this one in first place, finishing the quiz with 96 points. Just the tips in second, close behind with 94 points. And Peanut the Dog is voting for Dr. Oz in third with 80 points. And uh, I mentioned, you know, Peanut the Dog isn't even here in the room, still getting roasted. And nearly the entire room erupting in booze over Peanut the Dog's name. So roundly hated Peanut the Dog still, even after being uh, absent from our quiz for so long. Mark, how did your teams do at Trivia this Wednesday at Nice Guys Pizza? They did well. Um, We had, it was the day of unexpected teams. Um, 
teams that were playing and didn't really think anything of it, um, who were kind of playing as an afterthought. Uh, the first round was a tie between Birthday Broccolini, our friend Josh Mangini, Mangini uh, who is there celebrating his birthday with his family. Hey, happy um, birthday, Josh. So he uh, tied with another team called A Bunch of G's. A Bunch of G's winning, uh, both of them tying with 14 points, giving A Bunch of G's an extra, four, uh, an extra point to round them out to 15. However, the second and third round, going to Mark Davis's butt, Alita and Gabby, our friends and Ollie's cohorts that you know well, um, playing on a team together that wasn't sure they were going to stick around, wasn't sure they were going to play. They ended up playing, and they ended up winning the second and ultimately the third round. They could not believe themselves. They went on uh, Instagram, posted about their winnings, couldn't believe it. Uh, they were overjoyed, so congratulations to them. I will forgive them for spelling my name with a K initially, even though uh, we have known each other for a long time. Uh, they've <laughs> they won the second round with 32 points in the last round with 56 points. Um, even beating out uh, all of the teams on Zoom, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, they even beat out uh, Team Captain Matt, they beat out Whiskey Tango, and they beat out the Feeble Corn. Um, so congratulations wow. to them. And, and Captain Nick, uh, one of our um, proverbial light keepers, I believe, is uh, Not Commander Crunch, playing as well. Captain Nick. Yes, yes. A yeah. little different. Blake, did you have trivia this week? Uh, I did. Do you want to shout out your uh, winning teams? Uh, our winning team was a team called the Conquistadors. Hey, congratulations. Oh, okay. That's, them. Okay. that's uh, Mike, Megan, and their two boys, Oliver and Henry. Oliver's the one that draws me stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they are incredibly smart. <laughs> yeah. It's are like, they uh, typical winners at uh, Level Beer? They've kind of gotten shafted a couple times, um, but they come up with uh, the, like, eight-pointers a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they know what their way around a difficult question. Yeah. Um, they're insanely good at geography. Uh, like, one of them... Uh, I don't know. If, never mind. <laughs> Uh, he works Uh-oh. at like a class, like a classified location or something. Oh, so he knows, oh like, yeah. yeah. So those people, they're always looking up data about like you know where people live and stuff like that. Probably have you know mental maps of you know geographic zones. Yeah, you know that industry, government industry, is really big over there on the uh, the West Coast. Yeah, we've got like all the space stuff down here and Air Force oh, yeah. military Coast. stuff down here, but you've got like the the G men over there. The X Files, yeah. <laughs> Space like Coast, it. Ghost to Ghost. Well, folks, if you missed it this week and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, you have a few opportunities to do so. Wednesdays, we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida, for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy tasty, tasty food by our weekly food vendor. This last week we had only doubles smash burgers, and uh, they were phenomenal. Great tasting burgers. When I showed up, I uh, set up my trivia stuff and then went to introduce myself, and I said, is there anything you want me to mention special tonight, you know, that people can, uh, can order? And they said, yeah. 
we're almost sold out. So we've only got 20 burgers left. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you bought all 20. Go ahead and uh, I haven't thought about it. Um, but, you know, I wanted some for the room. And uh, sure enough, yeah, they, uh, they, they brought me a little burger about halfway through trivia and said, last one. Here you go, buddy. So thank you so much to them for uh, coming out. We hope to see them again at uh, Pointy Bell. Uh, that's our weekly quiz on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. On Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards, which can be spent on records, beer, T-shirts, comic books, and more. You can also suggest categories for each week's quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Join us this Saturday, August 27th, at Ollie's Pub. That's tomorrow, if you're listening on Friday, for a special 90s music-themed quiz. You can win Ollie's gift cards for being the biggest knowers on 50-plus quiz items covering music in the 1990s, starting at 6 p.m. Saturday, August 27th, at Ollie's Pub. Also, don't miss your opportunity to be quizzed on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Saturday, September 10th, at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. We'll be covering Marvel movies, TV shows, and more. Mark your calendars for MCU Trivia, Saturday, September 10th, 6 p.m. at Point Ebell Brewing Company. And that's mark your calendars with a K. Never write this man's name that way. That's Mark with a C. You can play his trivia every Wednesday at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. And Blake, what night is your trivia on at Level Beer? My trivia is on Wednesdays, which is why I can't do any of the Zoom trivias. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, Wednesday, 6, <laughs> 6 p.m., Level Beer. It's Portland, the level Oregon. the level one location. There's three locations, so the one on 148th and, and Airport. Yeah. Yes, go yeah. test your trivia medal at Blake's Quiz on Wednesdays at Level Beer. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, and TikTok. We're posting on TikTok now. Uh, hoping to do some cool, like, duet-style interactive quizzes soon over there, so check us out there. And, as Blake can attest, you can join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? <laughs> There's no wrong way, Blake. The Don't you worry. Edition. There's no oh wrong way to <laughs> I do it. Have said that out loud. <laughs> Blake, you enjoy the uh, Discord server. I love the Discord server. It's popping off right now. Oh, these motherfuckers awesome. just go. Ham Are you in bragging this thing. that you're on? No. <laughs> Mappy's waving to someone. Hi. We got oh, a new. Mappy. We got a new follower. Cat videos rock. Oh hell yeah! All right, welcome, Andrew Rock. Yeah, we'll say it right here. Uh, this is live. We'll say Mappy it live. Has been doing the legendary work on the Discord by uh, posting random quizzes from uh, the myriad of trivia books that he he owns. It's yeah, true. So um, crazy hard. I don't know. Any yeah, it's it's a cool resource though. If you're listening to this, you probably have some interest in trivia. Go ahead and uh, give us a follow on our Discord server. You can uh, check out a link to that in the show notes of this episode. And uh, we will wave and say hello, Hi. just like we will to Cat Videos Rock. Oh yeah, am, am I um, the? I haven't listened to like fifty episodes. Am I on? Am I the first guest that you just straight up don't have never met? Don't know. No. Okay, I'm afraid not. 
but well, thank God. I mean, you've got a whole episode <laughs> above uh, ahead of you to be the best. That's true. That's damn skippy. We're gonna find out if uh, our answers to each other's questions are true when we come back with our first round of trivia with Blake. back mark blake i have a question about yoga poses for you do either of you gentlemen uh do yoga no no this no? is a question about yoga poses katie no no katie's not <laughs> on this damn show <laughs> yeah uh, can she hear it no oh well then she won't have to grimace through this then <laughs> in yoga what is the name for the cross-legged sitting meditation pose in yoga, what is the name for the cross-legged sitting mm. meditation pose? I believe I might actually know this. Is it a? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is akimbo. I think it's but, the. I think it's the lotus pose. Mm. Like a little flower. Yeah. Um. Lotus. Mm-mm. I mean, I don't. Don't don't look off camera. <laughs> don't there's no helping. You're a quiz master. You should know better. Um, that just means he knows all the tricks. <laughs> uh oh, my my laptop's gonna die. Oh, Will don't do that. Charger? Thank you. Uh, That's acceptable help. Yoga pose. I like lotus. Yeah, I think I, I, it's usually an easier one, and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. Pretty sure. Pretty, 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 pretty sure. Pretty. Uh, with your permission, Blake, I'd like to move forward with Lotus. Yep. Let's do it. We're going to say Lotus Pose. That is correct. Ooh, daddy. Nice. You can add a capital B to this question, a built-in hint, by saying that it shares the name with a type of flower. Mm. Mm. Yeah. If you wanted to. Oh, boy. But I thought I thought this was that an acceptable much. difficulty. For two quiz masters such as yourself. Like I said, I'm bad at trivia, so. Oh, no. Well, hey. Let's do it. Hey. <laughs> at least have funny, bad answers. That's, that yeah. works, too. Akimbo meaning uh, off kilter. Oh, God. I love right? saying, yeah. I love saying, like, if someone falls, I'll be like, oh, yeah, they fell down legs akimbo. I love I love Crooked. using. Yeah. Yeah. It's a funny word. Akimbo is a great word. I hope that's what it means. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akimbo is like, mm -hmm. like all which way. Isn't like T posing Perpendicular? akimbo? I, I don't think so. That from, seems very uh, orderly. Yeah, no. From my a understanding, akimbo is like, you know, askew kind of. The two definitions that come up here with hands on the hips and elbows turned outward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it says of other limbs flung out wildly or haphazardly. Mm, that's so. T-pose is flung out widely. I said widely. I should have said widely is what it says. Flung out widely or haphazardly. So perhaps a T-pose could be considered akimbo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is a Mayhaps. wide. You're throwing your arms out wide. Whoa. Technically akimbo. I'm going to ask you, from which seeds is tahini made? 
from which seeds is tahini made? I know the answer to this. Oh, oh that's your bad that's at great. trivia. Coming that's along great. and beating some teeth in, dusting some fucking teeth out of someone's mouth. Is it a pine nut? Is that no. a... No? Is it a D's nut? <laughs> nice. Um, Thank you. Well, tahini famously used for hummus, the flavoring in hummus with garbanzo beans. Yeah. Um, is it... It's not. A, is it a garbanzo bean extract? No. What'd you say? A nut? You talking no, about a he, nut? He, from which what seeds seed yeah. is tahini made? Maybe, uh, maybe sunflower seeds. Do you want the answer? I do. I'm it's trying to ses- suss here. With sesame you. seeds. Oh, really? Tahini is a sesame seed. They're they're technically uh, byproduct mold. Sesame seeds. M-U-L-L-E-D. That's what tahini is? Martin mold. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you sound very confident, and uh, that sounds about right. I can see that mixing with garbanzo being very well and tasting like hummus. So, yeah, let's let's go with it. Sea same is correct. Good job. Sea same. Fantastic yeah. job. I should have known better to ask a, a question from someone who lives in Portland, Oregon, about something that, that is hummus-related. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Good nice. job. Good job. First one's always a little easier here on uh, the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. Yeah. Blake, Balake, would you please go ahead and ask us one of your fine questions? This is a, a music law question. In 2002, a court judge ruled the parties are advised to chill after a band and a toy company became litigious over what trademarked brand. Once mm. a, one more time. Yes, please. Yeah. In 2002, a court judge ruled the parties are advised to chill. After a band and a toy company became litigious over what trademarked brand? Mark, do you know this? I don't. Do you? Mm-mm. Could- I kind of remember this quote, and it's sticking out. So this is I, I like this. Uh, I like that because this is like a "Don't tase me, bro" type, <laughs> you know, phrase. While we are discussing litigiousness and judges and such. I do want to go on record as saying the last episode of Better Call Saul was perfection. Don't no spoils. Uh, no, no spoilers. Spo- come on, Blake. Who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> I uh, I would not. But we just started the second season. Oh, geez, you're way yeah. you're ways off. It is absolutely amazing. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to go saying it's better than Breaking Bad, but holy shit. I think a lot of people say it's better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole discussion we can have. If you want to discuss this with me, get on Discog. Or not Discog, whatever it's called. Discord. Discord. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about vinyl records. Here in Portland, Let's do you think understand? about this question. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let's think about this question. Well, do you think that the chill thing is uh, related to what the what it is? Is this like a pun? 
I don't know. I, th- I think it was just some colorful language by a judge in this uh, in this case that you know involves one party being a band that is uh, you know probably popular, and the other being a toy company that is probably also popular. So has all the makings of a great interaction, and then you add that little additional color by the judge with the uh, the language that's like you know n- not. Uh, not judicial language. It's, you know, more colloquial terms. Mm-hmm. I think this is a very interesting question. Mm-hmm. Metallica. Well, the first band that jumped out to me was Kiss. Because mm-hmm. I knew they do a bunch of stuff with toys. However, it seems like what is happening is like a band was trying to use some brand. Right. And like rope them in, like so speak and spell or something like that. Right, or like, like a band had a song called Speak and Spell, or like and speak Teenage Mutant like, Ninja eh. Turtles. You know, something like that, like some kind of toy company. Like if there was a band called Battleship, you know what I mean, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think if there's like 2002 <laughs> new metal picking up. Ugh. You think it's Kiss though? No. Okay, so the the court case was in 2002. The song was released in 1997. Mm. It took five years for it to get to this point. Yeah. That makes sense. Mmm. 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 Thank you. That helps, I think. Lee. Yeah. It's funny. I actually just saw a memory the other day on my Facebook of a post that I made. I was very proud with. I'm a Barbie girl. That's in a Barbie world. Oh, wrapped in plastic. Suck my dad's dick. <laughs> that's not the lie. <laughs> no, it isn't. But I found it very funny. It's fantastic. Mm. I think it's the lyric that you're looking for. But um, it's a green mark. But wouldn't this make sense if? Uh, I believe 97 was around the time this song was released. Um, And, of course, Barbie, Toy, mm -hmm. Mattel. Yep. I'm totally on board with this answer. Let's go with it. We're going to say Aqua's hit song, Barbie World. No, Barbie is the brand. Barbie is the brand. Barbie. 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 The band was Aqua and the company was Mattel. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, without that 97, I don't know that I ever would have, maybe I would have gotten there, but when you said 97, for whatever reason, that like really brought me back to a bad place. (laughs) This song was, well, when Lee started, oh, new metals picking up. I'm like, oh God, this is not good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And I would be remiss to not mention 90s music trivia at Ollie's uh, this Saturday, September, August 27th, 6 p.m. Blake's coming down for it. I will play Barbie Girl by Aqua. Barbie Girl. Blake, are the questions that we're getting... You call it Barbie World. I had to double check myself there. Um, Blake, are um, are these questions that you've asked at your trivia, or are these specially written for us? There's there's only... um, There's... Yes and no. Okay. Yeah, I guess that kind of answers my question. <laughs> that one I have asked. Oh, okay. The next one I have not asked. How do we do? How do we do compared to uh, your regular teams? Um, I think 
maybe two teams got it out of like seven. Okay. okay. So yeah, good. We're at the top of the heap there. Well, yeah. they probably didn't get the ninety-seven hint. So let's be they honest, did not. Wow. let's just move on here i'm gonna make up for my uh, slander of u.s history not being popular last week yeah by uh asking a u.s president's question here and who is the only u.s president in history to serve two non-consecutive terms let's keep it that way please who is the only u.s president in history to serve two non-consecutive terms you're nodding like you know this i don't oh Okay. Um, is it Andrew Jackson? That's what came out to me. I don't That's, fucking know. Yeah. I know it happened for some reason. Uh, LBJ? No. Um, one, one of the Roosevelt's did three terms where they all consecutive terms. I don't know. Garfield. You know, Garfield is the one that came to my mind. Now, he was killed, but maybe he was like president and then not president and then president again and was like, enough! (laughs) I don't know why Garfield came to mind. I I feel like that would be something that I would know, knowing that Garfield is one of the four presidents that were assassinated. Because that just seems like a... Yeah. Um... This is a great question. It's like it it feels like a stock trivia question, but it's not. This is good. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. I I don't think that I can't suss this out. Who is it that we guessed? Garfield? Garfield or the first one that came to my mind was Jackson for some reason. But I mean, it's a I'm trying to think of other toss. presidents that I know. James K. Polk. It wouldn't mm. be him, no, because James K. Polk I always go to because they may be giants. Have a song called James K. Polk where they give a bunch of interesting information about him, and none of those pieces of information is that he served. He just served one, and he was like he didn't seek a second term. Mm. Um. I'm going to add a little B here. Twenty oh. second and twenty fourth U.S. president. Tiniest. Hmm. It's a little world. It's like rapper Lil B. Well, it's funny that you say that because I was when I asked the question. I asked. Um, did I ask it here last week? Yes. About yeah, one of the only presidents not to have a um, vice president. Not to have a vice president. Oh yeah. Already forgot who it was. They were the 21st, weren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember who the 21st president was, Mark? Um, Tyler. No. No. Who the fuck was it? Jackson would have been way earlier than... Yeah, Jackson's early, yeah. early. Pretty early yeah. on. Um, was it somewhere around then? I think Taft is around then, but it wasn't mm. him. Chester A. Arthur. 
That's right. That was the 21st. So who came after Arthur? Is Grover Cleveland around there? I think so. Taft. I don't know. What has Grover Cleveland done? Taft, I only think, served one term, right? He got stuck in the bathtub, got embarrassed. No more. (laughs) Maybe he did, too. I don't know. Does Grover Cleveland ring any bells for anything interesting? Except for having the first name of a Muppet. And the last name of a city in Ohio. Or he could be on the Cleveland show. As the Muppet. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't have this. My, my president knowledge is bad. Mine is too, except for the fact that I was looking at this fucking web page for fucking 20 minutes. And now I can't yep. remember. I'll take a Cleveland. I'll take a Cleveland. I don't know. Sounds as good as any other name. Lee, I don't know. he'll take a Cleveland. I'm going to go with Blake. We're going to say Grover Cleveland. That's correct. <laughs> what? Holy no. shit. No fucking way. <laughs> Who is the only U.S. What? president in history to have served two non-consecutive terms? Well, wow. Okay, so who was uh, 23? Benjamin Who's- Harrison. Mm. Wow. The Harrison... That- not William Henry Harrison, the other Harrison. Ben Ben. Benjamin Good job, Harrison. Mark. Oh, well, amazing. I, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, it's it's just like the uh it's just like the 1997 hint. Like that extra little thing is what fucking gave me any kind of hope. I yeah. love when we can illustrate that in question writing here, you know, like just how mm-hmm. adding one little extra nugget is uh, sometimes a make or break. For some people. So it really just goes to show the uh, level of detail that you put into a question absolutely matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here is uh, my next question for you guys. What number Super Bowl took place earlier this year on February 13th, 2022, the year of our Lord? What number Super Bowl? uh, 53. Three. That's the but number I was thinking. It's either 52 or 53. I was thinking 53. Because I asked a question in 2019 about um, them breaking away from using the the Roman numeral system. No! <laughs> they can't do that! Boo! Well, no, ju- just for that year, because 50 is L. And they Can't didn't take want the, the Roman numeral just to be L. <laughs> oh, come on. So they, it was Super Bowl 50, and I think that was in 2019. So they have 5-0. They've got the numerics written out for that. Yeah. That's lame. So <laughs> give L its due. I'm not biased or anything. <laughs> um, Leapy. That would make this year's 52. So it's either 52 or 53. Uh, or, no, 53. Yeah, because yeah, I, I I'm feeling fifty three. That was the first number that popped into my head. So it doesn't always work when when two people have the same answer. Sometimes it's wrong, but I think we should go with it. Let's do it. Fifty three. In this case, it did not. It was Super Bowl fifty six. 
56? 56. They snuck a few extra ones in there when we were looking. What? You must have been napping. Yep. Caught my boy boy Blake slipping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Interesting. 56. Blake, why don't you you tidy us up with the last question? With 54 years between the original release in 1964 and the sequel release in 2018, what movie holds the record for the longest gap between the original and the sequel? Huh. Hmm. Two thousand eighteen and nineteen sixty four. Four. Nineteen sixty four movies. Two thousand eighteen movies. Some like it hot too. <laughs> um oh, what a weird I feel like I have to know this. Casablanca 2. <laughs> Damn. That's a long gap between installments. Could it be animated? I mean, I guess it could be. He didn't say it wasn't. Um, Disney made a bunch of uh, direct-to-sequel sequels of like Dumbo 2. and I think they made a Dumbo 2. I don't know. Well, uh, animation. I don't know if that that's worth sussing. The Wizard of Oz. Two thousand eighteen. Mm. There was an Oz movie mm. with James Franco. Fuck yeah! The Wizard, the original Wizard of Oz, came out way before sixty four, though, right? Uh, maybe isn't that like one of the first ever color movies yeah like well yeah. i mean and wait. i think this oz movie came out in like 2014 or something like that i think it was before 2018 uh, it's not jaws psycho the birds rear window the third man are you just naming Alfred Hitchcock movies? Yeah, I am. Rear I'm, Rear Window. Well, Vertigo. they remade some of these, but I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, if it's a Hitchcock movie that you think I shouldn't be naming movies during this sus, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing, buddy. <laughs> Get just, used to it. I, I'm naming movies. I was just wondering if there was a reason they were specifically all from the same director. If you that's, thought that his movies I'm, were I'm more likely to picking be. picking up the thread. Yeah. I'm just picking up the thread. Got He's it. He's the director of the 60s. Got it. Got um, it. Got it. It's not going to be anything by Coppola. Too early for Spielberg. Let's get directors going here. In the 60s? Yeah. Rosemary's Teenager. Rose Rosemary's uh, Adult Going Through Midlife Crisis. The famed Roman Polanski movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Toothless Shark instead of Jaws. 64. 64 to 2018, baby. 64 is so early. 54 years. Wines of Wrath. These are all funny ideas that I'm saying. This stuff is all funny <laughs> because it's aged, you see. It's, it's, ah, yes, you see. So the grapes have now been turned to wine, yep. which has been aged, and that's <laughs> funny. 
I see what you're doing. Wines of acceptance because the there's a logic has, to it at least has given way. Um, Lee, I just don't fucking know. Cool I, hand, Luke. Do we want a hint? No, I hate hints. I'd rather Planet just get of the it apes. wrong. No, not sixties. No. No, and I mean, plus there were, there were other um, sequels to it yeah. right before. Yeah. I don't know if there was some kind of like timeline split, though, you know? Yeah. I wonder if that's if that's the case here, if it's like it had other sequels, but it's like a direct sequel to an earlier installment. I, I have 64 a feeling. before Star Wars. Yeah. Spartacus. More people saying they're Spartacus. These are all too too early. Serpico. Nineteen seventies, right? Dog Day Afternoon. No, that's seventies. Man, sixties, sixties, sixties. Could be your all day sussing movies. <laughs> yeah, it, this is this is starting to frustrate me now. This is a very great this. question. Yeah, oh, it's it's juicy, juicy. Mm-hmm. It's a juicy question. You know, I love juice. Juice Newton. What came out in 2018 that was a big movie? <laughs> um, Avengers were doing stuff. No one said it was a no big doubt. movie. Yeah. No, but I think it would It would be... Uh, <laughs> oh, hey. There would be some news about it, maybe. Could it be... Um, could it be the uh, a, a film adaptation of that stupid fucking named book that What's-Her-Face put out? To follow up, uh, to catch a predator. Go set a watchman. That. <laughs> Go tell a watchman. Yeah. Could it be that? <laughs> Go set your watch, man. <laughs> no, Go tell a watchman. I don't think they made a movie about that. I mean, it would make sense that it took that long. The first one came around the 1960s, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta think that someone jumped at the chance of making that into a movie. Since she hadn't written a book in forever? I don't know, man. I mean, that that was pretty panned when it came out. And I don't remember a movie. They they made an Atlas Shrugged movie. I know they made two of those. <laughs> but I don't think they they made one uh, earlier. Atlas Shrugged again. In the 60s. <laughs> Atlas still shrugging. Atlas 2 still shrugging. I don't know, man. 60s movies. What do we got? Apocalypse Now? The Deer Hunter? The Deer Hunter 2? <laughs> We're going back. Yeah, we still haven't had enough. I gotta go back and keep playing. Seven Samurai. God, Deer Hunter is a... Fucked up movie. Um, Haven't seen it. Oh, it's very good strongly suggest Christopher Walken unnerving the sound of music yeah it the sound no. of tinnitus <laughs> the sound of tinnitus movies Lee I just think we're gonna have to fold here buddy I <sighs> I know I know I just don't wanna I know I just don't wanna <laughs> hey bud I know I know buddy. 350 million in the box office apparently in 2018 I mean, depends on how much they spent on making the sequel. I mean, that could be good. But it could also not be. $130 million budget, $350 million box office. So it's... Made a little bit of money. Yeah. 
What what reminds you when I say the sound of music, Mark? What other movies come into mind for that type of movie? Oklahoma. Oh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. It's huh? Mary Poppins. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're blowing my mind here. It's a Mary Poppins. It's Mary Poppins. Okay, percent. Uh, my dude seems that it's pretty positive. He seems pretty positive that it's Mary Poppins Daddies. Spoonful uh, sugar here. Is it Mary Poppins? Holy yes. shit, Lee! Yeah! Lee! Mary Poppins Returns. Mary Poppins Returns. Nice. They had Thank to wait you. for the author once, to once die. You got, once he started thinking about... Uh, Sound of Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got wow. You yep. Nice. Wow. It wasn't Bedknobs and Broomsticks. That was like a uh, a spiritual sequel to Mary Poppins, which actually was made around the same time. Bedknobs and Broomsticks was uh, shelved for 10 years because it was too close in proximity uh, in concept to Mary Poppins. But when it was released in 1971, I think maybe it was 1973. That's closer, I think. 1973, it won Best Visual Effects. So it it, uh, was a critical hit. And yes, Mary Poppins returns. Who was it that wrote Mary Poppins that hated the movie? Does anybody remember name the the name of the actress? Uh, Bar- Barra or the writer? Oh, uh, Jane uh, Barrow? No, Mm-mm. not Jane Barrow. Mm-mm. No, Blake's coming to our James rescue. James Barrow. P. L. Travers. P. L. Travers. Yeah, that's her. Hated, mm-hmm. hated the movie. Said, Pamela yep. Linden. They were no longer allowed to do any of them. She like shunned it. Yeah, it was a whole mess. Wow. Wow. Well, Blake, thank you for sending us on that sus journey. Holy <laughs> shit! I cannot that believe was, you fucking got that, Lee. That's what, a great question. That might be the most the round with the most. Holy shit! How did we get that? There were like two yeah. or three deep, deep Rover fucking Cleveland. Poles. <laughs> yeah. 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 Amazing. All right, we'll see if uh, Blake continues to be our good luck charm with trivia here in round two. But first, we're going to get into some missed corrections right when we get back. It's time for some missed corrections. The Mets, I guessed for our uh, our friend Vin Scully being the announcer for saying that they were a very old team. It turns out they're not even in the top 10 oldest of teams in Major League Baseball. However... Uh, the L.A. Dodgers were formerly the Brooklyn Dodgers, which I'm uh, grateful to fade to one on the Discord for pointing mm-hmm. out that I was not that far off in my guess as New York being a, a historical baseball city. Mark, you were guessing about the uh, the forest, the magical forest in the Wizard of Oz. 
in our last episode, and I called it the Emerald Forest. There is no such forest in Wizard of Oz as the Emerald Forest. Mm. There is, however, the Forest of Bursey. Oh. The Forest okay. of Bursey. So that must be what you were thinking That's of a good there. question in and of itself. What, mo- what movie features the Forest of Bursey? That would be a killer fucking question. Mm-hmm. Or at least in its uh, source material. Um, I'm not sure if that's the forest from the, the movie, but oh. I know that Oz is a uh, a widespread land of magic that has many different regions in it. So definitely some cool trivia can be sourced from that. And we mentioned it off microphone, but I don't think we ever got around to it. The uh, name of the family on ALF, the Tanner family. Oh, we did. Well, I mean, we may have talked about it off mic, but... That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure that we brought that up here. I was blown uh, away. Those, those are missed corrections for the week. If you'd like to uh, write us with a missed correction, a rate my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at no nonsense trivia gmail.com or give us a call at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six or find us on social media. And if you have yet to do so, please take a moment to review our show on your favorite podcast platform. Apple, Podchaser, and Good Pods. Blake, thank you so much for the review this week. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know if you've made it this week, but it got posted this so, week. And uh, thanks. I'm in the, I'm in the episodes where uh, Jeopardy Man is being talked about a lot. And people are calling yeah, in. I miss Jeopardy Man. Big up oh, to Jeopardy Man, man wherever he is. Uh, and like all the like rate my questions of different people calling in as Jeopardy Man. It's freaking hilarious. Yeah. Are you sure that's different people? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I think he might sure. just have a cold or something. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, calls from different locations. Two people. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be right. I think uh, I think there's and something going on. None there. of them are the real Jeopardy man. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, we'll but, see though. Maybe the real Jeopardy man will call back in soon, and we can uh, we can sort that yeah. out. Um, before I get started with my questions, um, Lee, I was telling you a little bit off mic. Uh, I got a, uh, a friend request from somebody, um, and, uh, wasn't sure who it was something like 5,000 people follow them. And I was like, what the hell is this? What's going on? And, uh, so I looked around and I, I usually poke around and see if I know anybody that they're, that they follow or whatever. And I saw two people. I saw you, my man, Lee. That's me. And I saw the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. That's us. Yeah. So I, I clicked follow, sure, and immediately get hit with a message. And I'm like, is this some spam or something? And no, uh, it was a uh, it was a, a listener, Littlest of Lambs, uh, saying that she was fangirling right now. She loves the podcast. She said she listens to it daily. And um, she uh, follows it. Follows us on Spotify. She's quickly become obsessed. Uh, she's been working her way backwards. I told her she should start from the beginning so she can hear all the wonderful references that follow throughout. She's going to listen to every episode. Um, she said, I call y'all lovingly my trivia boys and reference your podcast more than once a day. Keep up all of the good work. I'll also hop on your Patreon soon. My little fangirl heart. So thank you very much, Littlest of Lambs. Go. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Littlest of Lambs. Indeed. Yes, yes. And thanks for Blake, the wonderful words. any advice words. for somebody who's going through the uh, back catalog? Uh, advice. <laughs> yeah. Listening order. I know you're, you've got your own listening order. Uh, I mean, just start from the beginning and then okay. immediately join the Quiz Daddy team. 
Mm. Yeah. yeah. I like that advice. <laughs> Quiz Daddy's on Patreon. Uh, don't forget, you can sign up for an annual discount. I think you took advantage of that. I Blake. did. Yeah. Thank you again. Off. Thank you again. Here's my, uh, here's my first question. The song I Drink Wine by what famous singer was reduced from 15 minutes to six at the request of her label amid concerns that it would get no airplay at its original length. I mean, six minutes. The song I Drink Wine. No, that's fine. I'm just repeating it for you. The song I Drink Wine by what famous singer was reduced from 15 minutes to six at the request of her label amid concerns that it would get no airplay at its original length. Mm. I agree. Six is still kind of pushing So we know it's a lady. From the radio era. With it could be somebody contemporary. A label. But, um, mm-hmm. um, we don't know the genre and we don't know the year. The genre is wine. Yeah. <laughs> wine could music. Could be country, could be pop, could be R&B. But who would have like an inkling to write an absurdly long song? Is that like a Madonna or like an Enya well, we know that Fiona Apple will write an absurdly long song title that or album true. title. Win the Pawn. And I don't remember the rest of that title, but uh, at one point it held a record for longest album title. Hmm. I drink wine. I drink wine. <laughs> yeah, with nobody else. Is that like a Dolly Parton? No. Yeah, I was thinking maybe country, Martina McBride, Carrie Underwood. It seems a little uh uh coarse for Taylor Swift, maybe. Yeah. Um Who's the uh Kelly Clarkson? Is that mm-hmm. a possibility? I don't see her as the fifteen minute. Who type. is the Kelly Clarkson? Who is the Kelly Clarkson? She asks herself that every day. <laughs> Um, such as the Kelly Clarkson. Do you guys remember that? The uh, such as a Miss America as, answer, such as the Iraq, yeah. such, such as, as the Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> such as the Martina McBride. Uh, <laughs> I drink wine. Fifteen minutes. Uh, Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre. Um. Singer. Singer. Did he say singer? Or just artist? He did. He I did. Think he said singer. He yeah. So to me, that that's like not an instrumentalist. I feel like, like they could be. Enya writes really long songs. And I can't imagine them naming one. I drink uh, wine yeah, now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're like Orinoco flow. Yeah. That's what they're. <laughs> <laughs> their their, their version of that would be let the terrap the, let the terrapine flow <laughs> yeah. or whatever you know the whatever nutrients they have in wine. Um, Janet Jackson. Uh, let's see, Eurythmics, uh, Annie Lennox, Shania Twain. Abba, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, <laughs> Ariana Grande. I, I mean, this worked with Mary Poppins. I'm just going to start <laughs> yeah. naming people. Um, 
I don't know. Out of any of these names, do any sound like attractive answers? Um, you know, we've been the, given out, somebody that the we, label's going right. to tell to calm been, down. We've been given we've been given hints out here, like it's goddamn Pez out. candy. We've been given mm-hmm. hints like crazy, so I'm going to give you a hint. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. It is a mononymic singer. Great. Mm. Aquafina. <laughs> Madonna. Um, Megan. You know who it could Stallion. be? Dido. Dido. Yeah. Dido. I could see her having a long song. Tattoo. Called I Drink Wine. But that's two people. That's a yeah. duo. Yeah. Um. Madonna Dido. would do weird shit. Would do weird shit like that. Share. I what drink about wine. Cher? Seems so basic. Uh Share. I drink wine. Auto tuned to shit. Yeah. Um. That seems like a share move. I don't know. I drink wine. Is the label going to tell Cher or Madonna what to do? No, yeah. though. Like, they're iconic, yeah. but Dido... But the label also wants to Duffy. make money <laughs> by having their songs played on radios. But they would, they, would, they would probably say, we'll release this as, like, a maxi single. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's common practice, I guess, to, like, create a radio version for yeah. a song. But... To say we're not going to do the fifteen minute one, you need to shorten it in general. I guess maybe that that to me is like a more old school thing. Maybe it is share. Maybe it's like you know there there's not going to be another format for this, so you have to tighten this one right. up. Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks Melanie, drinks wine, but that's not mononymic. But not mononymic. Yeah. yeah, Melanie, the roller skates song lady. Don't know it. I've got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Ah. You know that one? That's a song that you've played at trivia. Everybody will be begging you to turn it off. (laughs) I know that from experience. Um, That song makes a feature in the new season of Kids in the Hall, if you haven't seen it. Hmm. Not that deep into it, but I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. I guess share is where I'm leaning, but I feel like the song title share drinks wine almost doesn't. Yeah, but <laughs> I just don't see it matching. You know, do I mean? you believe in life after wine? Life Dolly after Parton, wine. who's a more emo, old school, mononymic singer? Share, yeah, that's the one. It's <laughs> fucking share. Yeah, you want to go share? Sure, share, share, share. I'm afraid that's incorrect. Damn it. The correct answer is Adele. What? Adele. Come on. Could, what do you come... She, I bet you she likes wine. I'm doing come on to myself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, of course she Adele. drinks wine. She looks yep. like a wine drinker. She looks like a fucking wine. she would be beholden to a label. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she would write a 15-minute song about wine. Mm-hmm. She's British. They love that shit there. Yeah, I'm di- I share your disappointment, Blake. We we should have you share uh, mentioned Adele. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adele. You said Let's like you were close, like Ariana Grande, like we were like in the 
We didn't go Britain, though. We should have gone to Britain. You should have gone British. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a question. We're going uh, down under with our next question. Down under. Reptiles. Crikey. category. The first reptile ever captured by naturalist Steve Irwin at the age of four was what kind of snake that is the second most venomous in the world and is named for its color? Black Mamba. You say that with such certainty, Blake. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't Black Mamba the uh, most venomous? I don't know. It's up there. Yeah. And it has now. I'm not the color in the name. Well, see now. Now here's the thing. He says named after its color. Named for its named color. for its color. So I don't know if mm-hmm. that counts. Yeah, I don't know if that counts either. So let's take a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's <laughs> think this through. What colors are there? Green. Blue. Red. Brown. Orange. Chartreuse. (laughs) I was thinking the first thing that came to mind, and I don't think this is right, they are very popular in Florida, and I do believe that they are poisonous, is coral snake. And coral is a color, though it is not the color of the snake. So, being that I don't think they live down there, you know, down under... And it's not really named after the color. I think the more I think about colors, like some of the ones we named, chartreuse, etc., that it's probably not just called brown snake. Yeah. And black mamba might be right. Um, copperhead. Copper's a color. Right? Blake, I think it's copperhead. It has a copper fucking head. And I know for yeah. a fact they are venomous as a fuck. Mm-hmm. I like it. Tell the Black man. mambas are, like, uh, huge. It seemed like you said he was, like, four years old or something when he caught it. That's right. Yeah. Stepped on this bad boy. Oof. Said, daddy, like daddy, co- yeah, look what I caught. Sounds really good. As dad said, Ew, Lord of the Degro, damn man, he called you crazy kid. Oh my God. Crikey, dad, I stepped on the stake. There's the shrimps on the barbie. Yeah. I'm so bad at accents. I'm always British. They're, my, my Australian is always British. And I'm so apologetic. That's okay, because I know that our listeners that live in those countries love doing American accents. So oh, well, you it's know, it's funny fine. that you say that. I was talking to uh, Cy, who is a mm-hmm. listener, and uh, tried to do my Australian accent. Yes, I tried to do a New Zealand accent, and it was laughed at, and then she tried to do a New York accent, and it was not very good. She, <laughs> she was talking about Con Air and how someone said Moida, and I was trying to explain that it could just be someone putting on a you know an accent or it could be someone from new york who still says moita for some reason we're going with copperhead i think we should i uh, go ahead tell the band uh lee we're gonna say copperhead no i'm sorry (laughs) now i hope it's not black mamba i will feel very bad it's not black mamba (sighs) mamba okay great but mark you should feel a little bad 
Coral? Uh-oh. Because it's the common brown snake. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Also known as the eastern brown snake. <laughs> wow, of course. <laughs> what a dumb name for a fucking uh, snake. Common That's brown a brown snake. snake. <laughs> what are we going to call that brown snake over there? Brown snake. Call it brown snake. It's brown snake. <laughs> oh, okay, call well. it brown snake. <laughs> I don't feel bad. Yeah, me neither. I feel pretty good, actually. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks okay. for asking, Lee. Well, you said it's not going to be named the brown snake. I and, know. Uh, lo and behold. It was. Sometimes it is so hard to keep a straight face. I know. On this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> me talking like a fucking ding-dong dumb shit. We've all been there. Blake. At 55,803, the list of what holds the record as the most edited Wikipedia article. Hmm. At 55,803, the list of what holds the record as the most edited Wikipedia article. That's 55,803 edits. Wow. And it's a list. Super Smash Brothers. Oh, it's a list? Yeah. Yeah, the list of what. Oh, okay. Never mind. Guinness Book of World World Record winners? Hmm. Long list. Lots of people constantly trying to out Guinness people. That's interesting. I just don't know why I don't think that's the answer. You and me both. But that's that's an interesting theory, though, like that it would have something where people are constantly like, you know, changing in and out of position need to be updated. Well, I mean, you got to think the only other reason that things would be getting edited is if people were like arguing back and forth about something. So it could be that Mm -hmm. something like religion, you know, where people are. No, yes, no, yes. And I'm not I, people trying to add their own religions. Yeah, and I mean I'm not a hundred percent sold on the Guinness Book of World thing. I just that's the first thing I thought of that has constant updating stuff. Um, list of Pokemon. No, each game has 150. How often are games out? Once every two, three years. <laughs> I mean, the Guinness record thing. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's the answer, but I mean, that's, that's a good thought. I mean, 55,000 edits. That's a lot. Like list of uh, positions of the moon or, or like constellations in certain locations. Like the earth is constantly moving. I wonder if it's uh, if it's something like that. A list. 55,000. It's the longest running TV show. See, I don't think that would change that much. It's like it was The Simpsons for a long time. And then it's like... Okay, we're editing because now it's this. And then that's it. Could be like list of uh, Saturday Night Live hosts. 55,000, though. That is... It's more... There's there's not that many Saturday Night Live hosts. There's been a lot, but not that many. 
Yeah, I mean, there would be less than 52 a year. Mm-hmm. Are there 55,000 religions? I don't think so. Probably not. I mean, depending on what you count as a religion, now that you can just go in mm-hmm. and fucking fill out a form and be like, yeah, spaghetti monster. 56 Super Bowl winners. 10,000 edits per. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, yes, no. I mean, they have to make all that merchandise even for the losers just in case they win. You know, maybe it's something similar with the edits. They're making pre-made edits. No, that's not happening. I mean, you've seen the Guinness Book of World Records. The thing is this fucking thick. Mm -hmm. And I mean, people are constantly trying to get into it to like be in it. Yeah. And, and nowadays, though, just called Guinness World Records. I don't. Yeah. Do they even publish a book still? Maybe. As a, just I feel a like I've seen thing. one within the yeah. last five or ten years at your local Barnes and Noble, not Nobles, Barnes and Noble bookstore. They will have a condensed version of some of the big stuff: tallest person, smallest person, fattest person, skinniest person. Da da da. But then they have, I think, all kinds of shit that probably doesn't get in the book. Person fucking that can juggle bowling the most bowling balls while brushing their teeth. Person mm-hmm. that fucking can, you know, jerk off with their feet the longest. I think Rob and Big, uh, Rob specifically, like set out to break as many skateboarding records as possible, or maybe it was basketball. But yeah, it was like no, it wasn't bad. It was it was skateboarding, like. Do this many tricks. Do this many tricks. Do this many. Whichever tricks. one Just he's like not doing, someone else is doing. Mm-hmm. The, the the the. All right. Yeah. Let's let's go with it. We'll go with Guinness records. We're going to say the list of Guinness list of book Guinness of Guinness World Record winners. That is incorrect. I'm Oof. Sorry. Well, um, what do we have? This you were getting pretty close. You were barking up some right trees. It is the list of WWE personnel. No! <laughs> wow. No! I, was over I thought the moon. that, but I was like, Mark will wrestle shame me if I even bring it up. Because I was like, what's the longest running show? And I'm like, well, WWE Raw has been on for quite some time. And they, they uh, proclaim themselves as like the longest running show in cable history, I think is what they say. Um, it's it, you know they, it's worded so carefully that it's technically true. You're right. But no, <laughs> they, personnel, personnel, WWE personnel. So wow, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god, I have to ask well, this. Most recent out of taking Vince McMahon off. Mm, That's yeah. interesting. Well, congratulations cool. to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, how about it? Another question. <laughs> Here's a question for you. What is the fourth largest planet in our solar system? What is the fourth largest planet in our solar system? Do we name the planets? My very important, no, my very excited mother just served us nachos. <laughs> I almost said nine pies, but uh, so we got. Mercury, mm-hmm. Venus, yep, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Neptune. Do any of them? Oh, I forgot get- Uranus. Oh, Uranus, yeah, mm-hmm. which is pretty big. I think. I think it's mostly these outer ones. It's not well, Pluto. We can automatically it's very tiny. Yeah, we can automatically discount Mercury. Mm-hmm. 
and Jupiter and Saturn. Yep. Which leaves Neptune, Uranus, Earth, Mars, Venus. Mm-hmm. Could it be Earth? I was kind of thinking Earth. Mars is smaller than Earth, right? I think it is. Yeah, I think so, too. So that would make Earth. I mean, that was the five that we left out, or are we missing one? Well, I mean... That would be seven. I don't know the sizes of yeah. Neptune or Uranus. I feel like Neptune's probably Uranus, small. Neptune, I think, are both big. And I think Jupiter is big, too. Well, so yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think Earth is not a bad guess. I like Earth. I live on it. <laughs> Let's go with the hometown planet. <laughs> the home planet. Earth. The third, the third planet from the sun. Mm-hmm. Third rock from the sun. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. <sighs> Damn it. Really surprised you guys didn't get this. Uh, oh, yeah? So the largest is Jupiter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second is Next Saturn. Is Saturn. Yeah. The third is Uranus. The fourth Neptune. is Neptune. Mm. Then, if I remember correctly, I think it goes either Venus or Earth. Yeah, we. That's I. Then the other one, Mars, <laughs> Neptune. I said Neptune at some point. The name was know. the yeah. name was thrown out there. I just don't and know the Lee, size. Lee, you of said it. specifically Uranus and Neptune are both big. And I was yeah, like, oh, here they go. That. And then you were like, what about Earth? And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know the. Yeah, the- well, I guess I thought that Neptune was, was larger than Earth. That's where it is. My it is. Folly. Fourth larger. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Yep. We missed one somewhere <laughs> in <Yeah>. our breakdown. <laughs> I, I should have written, written down. Got to jot them down. Here. Yeah. Formula One. Mm. Mark, I'm going to test you on a recent passion of yours. Blake, Uh-oh. do you uh, enjoy for- Formula One? I love Formula yes, One. Yes, oh. my king. <laughs> We've talked about Formula One a bit on the uh, on the old Discord. Yeah. Had just uh, under a sixth of the teams get this right at my trivia this week, so we'll see how you perform here. Uh, in 2021, Formula One champion Sebastian Vettel left Ferrari to race for what other Formula One auto manufacturer? So this is a bit of a recent question as well Easy. in Formula One history. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you first, it is Sebastian Vettel. Vettel, yeah. <sighs> Damn it. Not Vettel. Vettel. You're welcome. Um, Who's he racing for these? Is he racing for uh, Alpine? No, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. With Lance. Ah, uh, yes. Lance daddy, Stroll and his Lawrence. daddy. Yeah. Have you watched any more, um, Lee? Have you watched any more of Drive to Survive? No, my friend. I'm sorry. The content is just coming too quick these days. I got to make time for Sandman. Uh, oh, you know, I heard Sandman's all, great. All it these is. other shows. Um, but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I'll circle back around at one point. Only one sixth of the teams got this, huh? Oh, yep. I mean, yeah. I don't think I'm surprised. Even one sixth of them got it. Um, it's a tough one, especially with Aston you get, Martin. You guys being are very confident new. here, so I'm just going to go ahead and give you the correct right here. Okay, thank yeah, you. Aston yeah. Martin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it would have taken me a minute. I would have had to like think through all of them. I knew it was one of the the lesser known and the well, not as good ones. He's retiring this year. Yep. Very sad. Yeah, very very sad. He's been around since Christ was a child. That's yeah. what uh, what prompted the uh, the question. That news. Uh, sometimes I go news hunting for categories, and then if I find an interesting fact like this, I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll write a question about it. Nice. So good job. 
if you know this one right away, I feel like, okay, I'm just going to ask it. Which country holds the record for the most free roaming cheetahs? Hmm. The most free running cheetahs. Yep. Which country, huh? It's got to be in Africa, right? See, that's that would be my guess. But I well, I mean, here's the thing: it's hard enough to just guess an Africa a, a country in Africa that just has a lot of free roaming cheetahs. There's also the viewpoint that maybe this is a trick question; it's not actually in Africa. So the thing that makes me think that it's probably in Africa is that free roaming. So this is, I don't think, uh, places where there are, like, uh, big animal rescue or something like that. If if they're enclosed at all, I, I wouldn't consider them free roaming. Otherwise, I would think maybe the U.S. You know, maybe this is, like, they're endangered in their uh, natural habitat, so maybe there's more in another country. But the free roaming thing makes me lean mm-hmm. – into the like a, a natural habitat, yeah, yeah. unless it's something like um, I think we had a question on here about camels being uh, repopulated in a new country um, where they were not uh, native to. But I'm not sure if that's the case here. I'm thinking like maybe Kenya or Zimbabwe, um, somewhere on that uh, eastern side. I think underneath the Horn of Africa. What should be like fucking. Saudi Arabia or something. That's what I'm saying. It, like, it could be like something like that, but I'm, I don't I'm know. just I'm saying not- that it's a good question to ask because of the mm-hmm. shock as opposed. To, I mean, there's two levels. I mean, either one would be if difficult. That's the answer. Yeah. I mean, it could be something expected though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I'm hoping it is. Right. I think we should go with something like Kenya. Okay. Um, we can go with Kenya if you want. Could be Namibia. But ooh, we know that's ooh, that's where ooh. the desert meets the sea. I don't know if uh, the cheetah make make their way down there. Namibia would be juicy for some someone listening to our whole back catalog, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. If we want to get into the mind of the killer, the answer's got to be Kenya. One of these days, though. The Sudan, Mount Kenya, could be. Yeah, we did have Mount Kenya, the on second the, uh, tallest mountain, mm-hmm. asked yep. by Kenya. Yep. <laughs> Tried to get us with that one. Eh-eh-eh. No, you don't. What do you think, Lee? I mean, Kenya is as good of a guess as any We're for me. Say so if you want to go Kenya. Sudan, that's fine. You're saying Kenya? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. <clears throat> what do we got? We said it. We did. Namibia? Namibia. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, we could put another Namibia fact question. under Namibia's list. It's not only where the land meets the sea, or where the desert meets the sea, but also where the most free-roaming cheetahs are found. Yeah. Uh, it's also got that the capital, like, wind-held, wind-something. wind Yeah, something like that. Wind-hook? Wind-hook, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn it, that wind-hook. Got us again. Namibia. All right. Well, sorry. I I juiced that one too early, Mark. It's okay. The juice came out too early. But we're going to take a break. We're going to rejuice. (laughs) And then we're going to come back with a Rate My Question with Blake. Stick around. Yep.
We're back, and it's time for a rate my question. Rate my question. This rate my question comes to us from Adam. Adam uh, V. Uh, this is not Quiz Daddy Adam. Ooh, no. This is a different Adam. Another v. Adam. Mm-hmm. Hi all, longtime listener, first time questioner. I have a rate my question and a write my question. We're going to go with the rate my question here Ooh. right now. First in the category of obscure sports. Sweet. Clasio Storico, a Renaissance era sport combining soccer, rugby, and boxing, is played annually between the four neighborhoods of which major Italian city? Hey, everybody. Quizmaster Lee here. Post-edit. Just wanted to uh, get in with an inline missed correction here. There's just a few things in this segment that uh, we got wrong. Calcio Storico is how it's pronounced. Uh, not uh, Classico Storico. I think we mentioned a couple times in this sus. And also, uh, that is uh, it's Italian for historic football. Historic football. So that's just a note. And also, I read the wrong answer. Very embarrassing. I don't know what happened. Well, I do actually. I read the wrong section here of the Wikipedia page. So you'll hear me chime in one more time in this episode to give you the correct answer after the sus. Classio Storico. A Renaissance-era sport combining soccer, rugby, and boxing. That's interesting right there. Soccer, that is extremely boxing, insane. and boxing. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> it's played annually between the four neighborhoods of which major Italian city where footballers become pugilists. Hashtag Savage. How's there not a movie about this classio storico classio storico so major italian cities we got rome mm-hmm. we got venice venice mm-hmm. naples we got venice and naples, naples both also cities in florida hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. uh rome a city in georgia hmm Rome, if you want to, a band from Georgia, the B-52s. <laughs> Rome, I mean, you've got the Coliseum. That just seems like a, a place where naturally you're going to have, like, sports and combat. Yeah. Right? Venice doesn't seem like it because too much water. It's, like, too yeah, segmented. Sailing was involved, maybe. Yeah. Or uh, singing on the back of a... But it uh, can't be Rome. A boat. Right. Right? It can't be? Why? Just because it's too easy? Yeah. It does say major Italian city. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know my Italian cities besides the big ones. San but Marino? Said major. San That's Marino's got, a country. It is? In Italy. It's a nestled oh, okay. country. That's like where they got Lesotho. tomatoes, right? Oh. No, tomatoes are from South Africa or uh, South America. No, but they, there's a there's a famous type of uh, tomato that you can that's en- not endemic, but uh, regionally protected in Italy. Oh, and it's a San something. 
But anyways, I don't think that that's the answer for real. I think they're known for their tomatoes, not for this sport. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I mean, it might be a... wrong, but Rome is what I would write down if I was if I was taking this. Just because, you know, even though it seems easy to us, uh, sometimes they are they can be obvious. I wonder if there's a uh, hint in the name of the sport. So the second word sound like like classico or something. Classio storico. So C L A C I O. Classic. S T O R I C O. Storico story. Classic story. Hmm. Renaissance era sport. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know the fucking answer to this. I wish I could think of another fucking Francisco. San Francisco. Where where's uh Pisa? Oh, yeah, leaning tower yeah. of Pisa. I like that answer more than Rome. Italy. I'm going to Italy. Where in Italy are you going? Well, we're going to go to Rome. We're going to go And then to, we're going to see the Classico Scorsio. 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 Storico. Classico. What is Calico? it? Calico. <laughs> Storico. Classio Storico. Could it be. Uh, where's the My Sistine mi- Chapel located? Isn't that in the. in Vatican City? Hmm. I don't, Maybe not. Mm, I don't think so. We're, I mean, there's a bunch of like other Italian cities we're just not mentioning. That that's what I'm trying to think. Like, where are all these artists from? These Renaissance era artists: Donatello, yeah. um, Leonardo da Vinci, Raphael, <laughs> Michelangelo. One of Ninja them Turtles. is. They're all Ninja Turtles. Yes. <laughs> One of them, uh, not from. That they're era, all Ninja though. Turtles, yes. Three yes, of them are I'm of, very of a aware. similar era, and one is, one is not. I think it might be Raphael. You know, I actually almost asked a question because I think, who was it? I think it was Donatello. Oh, who was it? Michelangelo had beef with one, I think Raphael, where he was like, he's aping my shit. He's like trying to rip me off. And like the two of them couldn't be like in the same area together. Else they'd like try and fight. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that like was in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wasn't one of them. Didn't one of them attack the other and like cut his nose up or something? I think that was maybe those two. Yeah. There was like a like one of them in art class, like Damn. leapt across the classroom and like attacked the other one. I didn't realize face. they were so um, like close. Like I didn't even realize that they were living at the same time because like the Renaissance is such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I don't know. Thought they were maybe a generation apart. One of them is. One of them is the odd oh, artist okay. out. But together, they are the world's most fearsome fighting teens. They're mm-hmm. heroes in a half shell, <laughs> and they're green. <laughs> and That's the a fact answer. Check. Let's go with pizza. Pizza. Let's go. Are we feeling pizza? Yeah, let's go with pizza. The correct answer is Vatican City. Hey, Vatican we City. We said it. We said mm-hmm. the words. The correct answer is not Vatican City. The correct answer is actually Florence. We're going to talk a little bit about Vatican City and some other stuff right now, but just keep in mind, Calcio Storico is of Florence, even though it was played, and this is what I read incorrectly here, uh, by several popes. 
such as Clement VII, Leo XI, and Urban VIII, who played the sport in Vatican City. But the correct answer is Florence. I want to give a special thank you to the Patreons who got early access to the episode and pointed this out before its full release. Thank you so much. Now, back to the show. Man, they're letting people in Vatican City fucking punch each other in boxing? (laughs) Yeah, that's not very Catholic of them. Or maybe it is. <laughs> a team from each quartier of the city is represented. Quartier. Santa Croce, Santa Maria Novella, Santa Spirito, and San Giovanni. Where so. is the Sistine Chapel? It's in Vatican City. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Shit. Dang it. <laughs> All right, well, um, wrong twice then. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> apparently, uh, Raphael was kind of like the uh, the youthful artist on the scene in 1504, and he was picked by um, Pope Julius II to paint, paint a fresco in the Pope's private library, beating out Michelangelo and Leonardo. Um and then he also, I guess, got a lot of like acknowledgement for it. Um, Michelangelo did not take well to the competition. Um, he quote made Raphael bear the brunt of his unrelenting envy, contempt, and anger. But Raphael, who could give as good as he got, um, for one thing, he famously painted Michelangelo's features onto the figure of Heraclitus in the School of Athens. And then there's this picture of this dude who looks burn, who looks so bummed out. And it says Raphael painted a sulking Michelangelo as Heraclitus in the school of Athens. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to make you this fucking bummed out crying dude forever. <laughs> That's so Wait, good. Can you show that picture again? Oh, absolutely. I'd be happy to as be, it's always good podcasting when people beautiful. What is Lee doing? Is Lee okay? <clears throat> yeah. I'm just, uh, just looking up some information here about, I'm, I'm analyzing the question. Ahead of time. Oh, yeah, right. oh getting that pits. <laughs> um, I will. Um, well, now Blake would be a good time if you haven't already decided your rating system to come up with your own unique rating system. Um, and I'll read this once again so we can hear it fresh please. before our rating. Classio Storico, a Renaissance era sport combining soccer, rugby, and boxing, is played annually between the four neighborhoods of which major Italian city? I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give it an A minus. I wish it had more of a clue as to what the city is. Hmm. It's a fine question. It's kind of it's kind of tricky with this one because it's Vatican City, yeah, which is also a own state. Country. Yeah, it's, it's, state, its yeah. own country in the middle country of uh, Rome. So it's kind of hard to talk about it. You know, it says major Italian city. Uh, calling it a city it's like an easy way out you know it's like it's like you're saying like well i can call it a city because technically it is a city but if i call it a country in italy that gives it away so you can't be too obvious about it but it does have a bit of information here about the four neighborhoods which i i read uh here when i was talking about the the sport and i do think that that is a uh, pretty good hint if you know that Vatican City is divided into four neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, that, I think, would really kind of set it apart from other 
other uh, uh, cities that we might have sussed. And I think somebody that might have visited Vatican City at some point might know that, and that might be a, a good qualifier for them. So, um, yeah, personally, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm going to give this a pibs. Sports are always popular. This is very interesting. I've never heard about this sport before. Um, it's got its ties into the Renaissance era history. It does have a a hint here of the four neighborhoods, and uh, I think it's short and sweet. I don't know that I would really adjust this at all. Um, what do you think, Blake? Uh, yeah, I, I think it deserves full pibs. So my rating system is um poker hands Ooh, just one poker tuesday night you gotta come down here sometime play poker with us hell yeah so like a royal flush would be the king of all questions Mm -hmm. and then just a high card would be like the question is dog shit and the answer is wrong Mm -hmm. Um, gotcha so i don't know i think so it goes High card, pair, two pair, three of a kind, straight, flush, full house, four of a kind, straight, flush, royal flush. Those are the hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I, I would give it a four of a kind. That's nah, pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's somewhere in between a full house and a four of a kind, which is good. Mm-hmm. You would wager on this, maybe. Four of a kind would be hard for you to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, only a straight flush would beat. That's that pretty reliable. Uh, okay, so I think we're in yeah. agreement here. This is a good question. Yeah, yeah. If you know the co- if you know the quadrants, or if you know that, yeah, Vatican City split up into quadrants. That pretty much gets you there. Absolutely, Adam. Thank you so much for the question. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question or rate us with a write my question, please do so at no nonsense trivia gmail dot com or call us. At one nine two nine three five six six nine six six. Blake, Blake, what's up? How about you kick off our third round? Won't you with your final oh, question? Snap. Um, do we want yes a sports question? Do we want Broadway, world history, scales, music, music? Yeah, I feel I feel good about music. Even if we got our Adele question wrong earlier. All right. Since you're from Florida, I'll ask, what is the name of Jimmy Buffett's backup band? Oh, that's very easy. The okay. Coral Reefers. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, can I do it? Nope. I'm sorry. One? That's it. No. <laughs> go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Give us another one. Okay. Here's another music one. Exactly one week before the 9-11 attacks, which band released an album on September 4th, 2001, that had a cover depicting a plane with burning people below it and the text, this plane will crash tomorrow in the liner notes. The Coral Reefer Band. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. Wow. Are you serious? Oh, Are you wild. serious, Clark? Um, Lee, I don't know. When he started asking this, I was almost positive it was going to be uh, Jimmy Eat World and their hit album mm. "Bleed American," mm-hmm. which was to be released on September 11th. Yep. Um, as well as uh, Ben Fold's "Rock in the Suburbs" came out that day. <laughs> oh boy! Just all these names that are like. <laughs> Song, songs for Silverman. That's a great Ben Folds mm-hmm. album. 
Rock in the Suburbs is pretty good. I feel like it's going to be a metal band. Like Slayer or Pantera. What we did talk about earlier, 2001, new metal was really on mm-hmm. the rise at this point. I, to be honest with you, I don't know. You can pretty Cannibal much... Corpse. Cannibal Porks. I mean, to have like an album cover with such violent imagery, I think it's got to be a heavier band that's used to uh, putting you know out that kind of imagery on their on their album art. This plane will crash tomorrow. Airplane with people underneath it on fire. I don't think it's Rage Against the Machine. I don't think it's Corn or Limp Bizkit. Yeah, man, I don't know. Do it could be an indie band name? for sure. Album name won't get you there, but it's an interesting. Okay, um, sure. We'll take a hint. Those who tell the truth shall die. Those who tell the truth shall live forever. Wow, there's a duality there. Yep. That sounds kind of like Schrodinger's <laughs> album cover. That sounds like a uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor album title. Or like uh, and you all know us by the trail of the dead. You know. Also a good band. You'll find, Blake, that I have a wonderful and well-rounded taste in music. I have found that. And you'll find that mine is slightly better. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm. Where am I? <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I, I think we should go with a metal band. I don't know why. Can you give us that uh, album? That title, title? though, is not very metal. That you're right. That's uh, those who tell the truth shall die. Those who tell the truth shall live forever. So they'll be martyrs. What's a band that promotes martyrdom? You too. We're gonna say you. <laughs> um. I don't know, man. Static X? No. That's the thing. It's like a lot of these bands, like I know what their albums were called. (laughs) And that's, they had Wisconsin Death Trip. We'll just name Mm. a band. You think it could be like Pearl Jam? No. No? Do the Evolution 2001. Thursday? Maybe it's like a. Those who tell the truth. Those who tell the truth. The used? Yeah, let's say the used. The used. Final answer? Yes. The answer is Explosions in the Sky. Oh, Oh, it is one of those bands like Godspeed, right? Post rock, yep. Right, yeah, okay. that is uh, what a niche band. I wonder how many people at uh and their band name listening. is Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, the yeah. airplane on fire. I think they yeah. got right. um, visited by the FBI just because they mm. were the FBI was looking at literally everything they possibly could. Um, damn. Yeah, yeah, literally everything, including fucking. There's bands. also that band ISIS. 
that was named ISIS <laughs> before <laughs> the terrorist organization started calling themselves that. Yeah. They had to change their name. And then you had Anthrax. My dog's named is is ISIS. <laughs> that was na- like she's like 15 years old now, and it's just <laughs> super awkward. Uh, I think it's my turn next. That's true. Yeah. This is a question about the sport of roller derby. Are either of you fans of roller derby? I'm not. No? Not a fan. I, I don't really <laughs> okay. know much. Well, yeah, I'm, I remember seeing it when I was a kid. There was a TV show that was on uh, for it, but don't know a whole lot about it. What is the name for the player on a roller derby team who scores points and wears a star on their helmet? What is the term or name for the player on a roller derby team who scores points for their team and wears a star on their helmet? I feel like it's going to be like a verb. Like, yeah, I think like you're right. shover or something. Like shover I, would be in the middle. I know that somewhere deep in my recesses I know it, but yeah, I don't have a whole lot of time to suss. Um, it's the... Um, Fuck. Uh, Joey, who has been on the show before, Tim's wife, her sister, Megan, is big into roller derby or was big into roller derby. Um, They are called the punter, kicker. The kicker gets points and things. I mean, I think shover is about as good a guess as I'm going to come up with. The um, is the star on the helmet a hint? Like the uh, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but astral. Um, leader, commander, ringer. None of that's ringing a bell, man. Um, I think it's the something ER, though. I think you're right there. The kicker. Score, the, scorer. <laughs> the, scorer. the scorer scores the points. There you go. It's that easy sometimes. I don't know. I think. I think we should go with shover, maybe. I can't think of what else it would be. I'm going to kick myself as soon as I hear it. Yeah, same. I don't know. Come up with something and say it. Let's go shover. I don't know. We're going to say, of course, the position that we like to refer to as the shover. No, I'm sorry. It's the jammer. 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 The jammer. Damn it. That is it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were like on the right path. Yeah. To shove, to jam. God damn. The jammer. Can't jelly this down your throat. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Here's the last question of the evening day. Whenever you're listening. Named after the Scottish Gaelic words meaning to break or smash bone. What is the capital of Queensland, Australia? Hmm. Named after the Scottish Gaelic words meaning to break or smash bone. What is the capital of Queensland, Australia? We were talking earlier about Stephen Irwin. Big rip. 
Mhm. Smash bone. Hmm. What is bone in Gaelic? Yeah, I have no idea. Latin osteo. Yeah, osteo. Um, mar marrow. Is it Canberra? That's the capital of Australia as a total, but it could also be the capital of Victoria. Hmm. Queensland. Queensland. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Canberra. Has the C and Could the B. Be. My geography sucks, so uh, I'm willing to go with whatever here at this point. <laughs> um, uh, what else is there? There's a... Uh, not Malibu. No. Um, <laughs> starts with an M. I'll give that a free Melbourne. one. Melbourne. Melbourne. We got... Uh, Melbourne... Sydney. Sydney, obviously. There's the Gold Coast. The one that you said sounded French to me. Canberra. Canberra. Maybe I'm thinking of Camembert cheese. It's C-A-N-B-E-R-R-A. You are hungry. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> I'm hungry, too. <laughs> Let, I mean... Uh, that that sounds the most like it could be Gaelic. Let's go with it. Oh, Canberra. Canberra. Sorry, that's incorrect. Yeah. Mm. The correct answer is Brisbane. Ah, Brisbane. 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 Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Brisbane, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. So is Bane Bone, I guess. Yeah, that would make mm-hmm. sense. Mm. Damn. I, I could have got there, I think. And like when you have your bris, they smash your foreskin oh, off. They <laughs> say they break your bone. <laughs> <laughs> they do. How unfortunate. All right. Well, that's Blake. it for today's quiz. Oh, damn. Mark. Say Blake to Lee. Say Blake to Blake Lee. <laughs> well, you want to have Blake back again? Blake to Blake ap- episodes? Is that no, what you're suggesting? I'm saying, oh, you got to say to Blake. You got to say to Blake. Blake. Oh, I see. <laughs> Blake. Blake. <laughs> Blake. Lee. Mark. Lee. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> what a wonderful episode. Oh, I'll come back again. I'll be the uh, the third host. Forever. <laughs> hey. Whoa. Yeah. Guys, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> We'd love okay. to have you back. Uh, before we let I'll- you go today, though, Blake, do you uh, have anywhere that people can uh, follow your trivia on social media? We got Level Beer Trivia on the Instagrams. Okay. I do. I've been doing like a daily uh, trivia question, like kind of like Quizzle. Bam. Sweet. Um, and there's a, I post like one question a day. And then if you want to listen to my garbage music, it's different cuts on Spotify and Bandcamp. Um, shout out to my lovely wife who's amazing yeah. it sounded like it was painful she, for you <laughs> shout well, out she's to standing right here with like a gun to my head so get her over here uh, get over here so we can say sounds hi wonderful to her. No, sounds absolutely I think wonderful she's sleeping oh. um she works nights oh. so she like has this all fuckered up uh, sleep schedule fair enough well good night to her um, and uh, thank you once again yeah. Blake for uh, joining us here on the no no 
Thank you. As as great as I thought it would be. And thanks for listening, everyone. Please join us every Friday morning. I almost said Monday. Every Friday morning for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. And you could support the podcast on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, and clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including, of course, our quiz daddies, starting with Blake. Motor Liquor on the Discord. Thank you, Blake. We appreciate you. Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Red Crest Kitchen, Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's Gil. Our team captains, Matt, Moe, Rick G, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG, Aaron, and David Haven, David Holbrook, Holbrook, Holbrook. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Mike, K, Adam, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, a.k.a. Mappy 1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah, Cooper, Hank, Luke, Matthew, Spencer, Lisa, Ryan, Adam, John Lewis, Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin, Portland Trivia at Level Beer on Wednesday nights. And Justin M. Justin might visit Vatican City, do a little football, do a little rugby, do a little boxing. Pop, pop. And thanks to our Rumpel Snailskins, Kate, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Nathan, Issa, Cy, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas at all of my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question or rate us with a write my question or missed correction or even just a little no note, no nonsense trivia gmail.com, the email address, or call us at 1 929 356 6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. If you'd like to hang out with us throughout the week, we have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. And finally, please, just like Blake, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars stars only, only, please. please. Until next time, No Nonsense listeners. Have a great week.